0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Av Geek Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Colin, the chief Av Geek, aviation maniac, or whatever you want to call me. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the AvGeek Chronicles podcast. If you didn't check out last week's episode, make sure to give it a listen. But first, after this episode, listen to this episode first. Then go back to last week's episode. Because I had Matt Oliveira on the show last week, and it was an awesome story. Matt was the first flight attendant that we've had on the show, but the special thing is, is Matt brings an incredible story, um, and I think y'all need to hear it, because it's definitely an uplifting, motivational story. So, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you give it a listen. But, this week, I don't have another episode of the Ask the App Geeks show, but... I have a special guest for today's episode. Why, do you ask, why, Colin, do you have a special guest on the show today? Uh, Because today's topic is going to be how to introduce other people to aviation, a.k.a. your spouse, a.k.a. your girlfriend, your boyfriend, a.k.a. your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dad... People that have zero knowledge or zero, maybe they have a fear of flying and they just don't know what it is or how to deal with it. You know, most people are so used to big jets, which are comfortable and they're not used to small GA aircraft and most of us fly in small GA aircraft. So we're introducing people to a new world that they may not be, you know, understanding. So I'm going to introduce my guest today because she's a very beloved guest. Uh and one who I think is very applicable to all the people out there who who might be afraid of flying. So, I'd like to introduce my guest to all you. Please give a warm welcome to the Mrs. Kirsten Hodges. How are you doing? Hello. <laughs> are you My name is are Kirsten. Are you so excited to be on the the Abgee Chronicles <laughs> podcast?
1: I feel so honored. <laughs> Just
0: that you asked me. You should be just so (laughs) happy.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm feeling good. Okay, Thanks for having me. Of
0: course, because (laughs) one of the tough things ever since I started flying is I wanted to introduce Kirsten to flying. It's something I'm super passionate about. Just like everybody out there in the world that goes through what I went through, they want to introduce other people to it because that's the awesome part of what we do. We have something that not other people get to do. And so, how about we share it with our loved ones? And That's right. and let me tell you, she can probably tell you that you're probably you're you're a little scared of little airplanes, huh?
1: Oh, I'm I'm petrified.
0: Why are you so petrified?
1: Because when I'm up in the air, like, you take off and you hit all those crosswinds and you're, like, wiggling up there, a lot of turbulence, way more than a jet. And you get up in the air and, like, you're in confined spaces and it's just you and someone else and, you know, you just automatically think, oh, shit, I'm going down.
0: So, but prior to me, I was not the first person to introduce you to small airplanes. Do you even remember the first time— you, you flew in a small plane?
1: Yeah, it was the first trip that I took you back home. That was really the first to meet time? with my parents. Really? Yeah. yeah, that was the first time that... Well, like, to meet the family. Yeah. My mom, you know, thought that it was a grand idea that she hook you up with our neighbor who is super into aviation. He built his own aircraft, like, airplane out of his garage, and he knew, or she knew, that Colin was like super into airplanes and flying, and so like she connected him with Russ, our neighbor. Yeah, and this
0: plane that he has is a—it's an acrobatic plane. Can do a lot of different things.
1: But like, listen, this guy's like what sixty years oh, man, he's old. old? Yeah, he's got a lot of flight ex, flying experience, and he built his own airplane. I mean, wouldn't you trust someone who built an airplane? I would. So. Yeah, that was the first time I went, and I was still petrified, but, I mean, y- y- I don't know, it's a little bit more st- stereotypic.
0: Yeah, so I and went...
1: You're in an airplane with someone who's, like, your grandfather's age.
0: Yeah, so I went up in the plane first, and then came down, and then you went up, and you all started doing barrel rolls. But
1: I didn't go first. I was too scared. Yeah, I let you you're go first.
0: You too scared. Um, but I'm the, the daredevil one and love playing, so I went up first. I had an awesome time, but then I came down... And Russ had his friend come out. It just so worked out that it, he invited his friend. Say, hey, I hear this guy's really into to flying. You should. After I bring this him, was
1: like eight years ago.
0: Eight years, really? That long ago? No. Yes.
1: yes, the first year seven. It's okay, seven. We've been together for seven years. Oh, Lord. A long and time. that was the first like trip. That was only a couple months of dating. We were. I took you.
0: Yeah, I mean the the funny the thing. Trip. Okay, so after that flight. We came down, you hopped into his plane, and then I went over to his buddy's 172, Mm -hmm. and he took me up in that. But here's the thing, I had zero flight experience. Zero. And what does he tell me to do? Take off. Fly. Land.
1: He had you take off? I about
0: shit myself. I didn't know (laughs) what the heck to do at that time. You took
1: off? I did. I did. I didn't he know started. You off. He started. Well, I guess you get up to what twenty five knots. And yeah, I mean, he got us to us us the end of the
0: runway, and he goes, "Okay, here we go, get us up." And it was the worst, worst takeoff I, I think I've ever. Now that I actually know how to do a real takeoff, I look back and I'm like, "That was brutal."
1: Well, like I knew what he was doing. He probably could take.
0: Control. He was a flight instructor, um, but I just remember like really veering off left. In him, like, oh, man, we're going to hit that little hut. I <laughs> swear that's what he was thinking. But, okay. But, anyways, that's the first time you were introduced um, to aviation, just for, for the background. But, after that, you really... We did the flips. Yeah.
1: That was fun. And then I wanted to come back. Yeah.
0: So, then, you know, flash forward six years later, seven years later, um, Kirsten's husband decides that she wants to, he wants to start flying and so
1: insert eye roll yep
0: and then i you know i was the smart one and i think everybody should do this if you're either dating somebody or you're married to somebody and you really want that other person or even your parents because i did both i did you my spouse and my father and i introduced you guys while i was training so why did i introduce these people while i was training one because I had my instructor gain, gain trust, and my instructor was there.
1: And you have the instructor and the comfortability of the instructor.
0: So, did you feel like that was a good idea?
1: I did because I knew that in case we are going down, we've got backup. Oh my lord! <laughs> I'm being honest. Jeez, so- I've got backup. I don't know how to take the controls if you've got a heart attack or something, but we've got a flight instructor in here, so we're all good. <laughs> so, literally, that's what was going on in my so head. So
0: I. I think I you went on the night flight with us, right? That was the first time?
1: Yeah, and I felt Yeah,
0: so that was my f- uh that was my f- it was my second night flight, but it was my long night. Oh my cross gosh, your
1: landing. Oh no, it was the turn. Oh my gosh, I felt the G's going up my body. You made such a tight turn into that landing into Gainesville. But it was
0: a good landing. No, Greenville. Oh Greenville, yes. whatever. Um, so that was the first time you flew though. My dad flew with me. Um, also, you know, kind of funny thing is he's a pilot. Well, was a pilot.
1: See, but like men are a little bit more, um, you know, out there and adventurous and risk risk takers rather than women are a little bit more reserved, True. cautious. You know, they err on the side of caution a lot more times than men do. Like, we're not so much of a daredevil. That's true. So, like, it's easier for you to take your dad, yeah. to take my father-in-law, because they're willing to go in the airplane. Yeah. But will my mother ever go in the airplane with you? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh, she will She's worse than point. I am. I don't know. I'll
0: make her. If
1: she does, it's going to be like...
0: If she ever wants to go to Catalina, Catalina from God. Island, sure as heck aren't going on a boat.
1: Have you taken your mother up?
0: Nope, I haven't. See, I bet she'd love you. to, though. Okay, but anyways, back to the topic. It was good to introduce my wife during the training process because it she got to see how I was doing in training. It wasn't like I was just dumping her.
1: Okay, but let me Lauren. ask you this. What happens if someone already has their pilot's license and they don't have a flight instructor, now what? Okay, well, we don't have that comfortability, so how are you going to get somebody who's like the parent, what is it?
0: The paranoid one like you?
1: Paranoid, thank you. Paranoid one like me into flying. I mean, you know, that's a that's good question. That's a good role
0: into it. So that's kind of step one, right? If you're in the training process and you want to invite somebody over, luckily you can put them in. Yeah, into but like what's step
1: two, you know? Step two,
0: if you already have your license and you want to introduce your significant oh, brother, sister, whatever, anyone, if you just want to introduce somebody, I think the best strategy is to do it during the day.
1: Okay, but I think there's a little bit more to there it. There
0: is. So, why is there more to it, you may ask? I learned the hard way. <laughs> Actually, well, why on don't second. you yeah. ask
1: my perspective? So, because I've got a lot to say.
0: Okay. Okay. So, okay, yeah, how about we just switch it up? So, from your point of view, how, how should somebody like a pilot yeah, introduce? Yeah, let me tell you.
1: So, step one, daytime. Step two, don't take them out when there's, you know, you're chasing the weather. We're not no storm chasers up here. Take them out on a day that is so nice that you're not already pre-freaking out about the weather. Oh, you know, you know I'm not quite sure. Don't be wishy-washy. If the weather is good, then take them out. It has to be a good weather day because don't lead them up and get them all worked up because you don't know if you're going to fly or not because the winds are too strong. And then, you know, but you're not quite sure if the airport, you know, 42 miles away is going to be safe to land. I mean, so plan accordingly to weather before. I mean, don't even go on a day that, you know, you know, it's going to be kind of windy because then you're already going to, like, kind of fire them up already. They're already fired up. So that's the other thing. Um, I don't know what number I'm on, but the next thing is, you know, talk through out loud. This is the hugest thing, like game changer. Every single flight, Colin is so good at his pre-checks that, like, I pretty much can. Well, I'm not. I mean, I don't know everything, but I'm starting to learn different types of things and what's this for, and you know, the flaps. Little button has to be in the middle, and you know, how many times do you push this button? I mean, I'm just learning through his pre check based on him talking out loud. Yeah, it's just comfortable, and you know that the plane is working. I mean, that's the fear of a lot of people is like, okay, does this plane work? You know, when I get up in the air, is it gonna sustain? So, talking through the pre check prior to takeoff is a big big thing. Um, And just letting them feel comfortable and talking about what you're doing as you do it is a really big comfortability. They're not going to understand a single thing that you're talking about, but as long as you're talking about what you're doing and why you do what you do during that time is really comfortable because, one, it seems like you know what you're talking about and you know know, that you can fly this airplane. It's almost like going through your um, what is that test that you take before? Like the you that you take for your pilot's license.
0: The check, check ride. ride.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like okay, act as if like you're
0: taking a check, ride. Taking a check
1: ride, right? right? Doing so, it step by step. Yeah. Doing so it that's by huge, the book. Do yeah, and that's just make that'll totally make the person feel way more comfortable and at ease and in peace. Um, Which brings we, up another point:
0: don't cut corners when you're introducing God. somebody. Don't don't mm-hmm. skip steps.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I basically said that a yeah. um, And we we don't always do this, but when we do it, it definitely helps. But it kind of is something that we do, but somebody else might not really be into it. But, hey, whatever. Um, is we pray before we take off just for safety. And that's helpful for me personally.
0: Why is it helpful for you? Because maybe some people don't understand. Maybe there's some people that aren't religious, but maybe as a pilot it's really good to understand your passengers and understand yeah. their comfortability.
1: Totally. So I am pretty religious and Colin knows that it's important to me to pray and just because I find peace in that and so he'll di- he'll just say, hey, do you want to pray and then I'll say in the prayer um, and that just helps or he'll say something too yeah like he'll pray for the flight. And it just basically brings comfort and peace and knowing that your flight's in God's hand, um, and that you're safe.
0: Do you feel, when you're introducing somebody new to aviation, would it be good to introduce them as a group, going with other people? Oh, that's
1: the other thing. Yeah, so I told Colin, so kind of a backstory. I had a really big panic attack in the airplane, not last time, but the, ni- the time before, and I mentioned to him, like, okay, weather was a thing. And going through his flight check helps. And I was we were just talking about debriefing about, you know, why did I have a panic attack that time but not another time. And then another factor was flying with other people, especially another person who might be a pilot or is familiar with aviation. So we go with a friend, a couple, Eli, who is a helicopter pilot, and he actually was a guest on...
0: Episode one of the Ask the yeah. show.
1: So he was a guest. Um, but anyway, so he and his girlfriend will come with us, and I just feel a lot safer because, one, there's Colin in the airplane who's flying, but then also Eli knows how to fly.
0: He's a helicopter pilot as well.
1: And a fixed-wing yep. pilot. So that is like double safety, double eyes, you know, knowing what to do. And then also it helps to have a girl in the back who... Flies pretty freak. I mean, not, I mean, a lot more than I've flown um, with Eli. And so Morgan just helps me kind of be calm and I kind of can feed off of her energy. Yeah. So it's helpful. Like, it doesn't allow me to get to the point of a panic attack. Well, what's nice because why would I have a panic attack when other people are here? Like, it just, like, I, it, like they help me be satisfied. Well, what's
0: nice about that, too, and something that all pilots learn through training is CRM, Cockpit Resource Management. And when we fly together as pilots, you know, with you two ladies, you guys are at ease because we're managing the cockpit. He's doing yeah, things like also, communications, I'm doing yeah. things like flying and we're, we're working tandemly you're everything. Tag exactly. It, so. and it makes it smooth for everybody.
1: Yeah, and we're at ease because we know that there's two tackling, you know, the aircraft yeah. rather than just one. I mean there's not a whole lot, you know. It's a it's a one person job, but when there's two people it's just it's easier and, yeah. you know, you're just more at peace. So flying with other people um, and just flying with people that, you know, just more people. Sometimes, no matter if they have more, av- like if it's another person with more aviation experience or not, just having more company definitely helps. Yeah.
0: What, okay, so we're talked about what you should do, you know. You should talk, to, as a pilot, you should always talk out what you're doing to your passengers. You should Always keep them in the know of what's going on. You should always be telling them what you're doing. Um, you should think about maybe taking them as a group, maybe with another pilot friend. Uh, maybe you
1: taking them out on good on a days good day. Happens.
0: Like it's winter now, and we all know the air is really, really smooth when it's cold. That's a great time to introduce people, and it's beautiful out in the winter. And
1: also, like, I feel like going back to explaining and talking about things is, like, explain to them, why are we experiencing turbulence? Yeah. Like, why is there turbulence happening? Or Because when you're up in the air and you don't know why there's turbulence and everything seems calm and smooth, and then, oh, my gosh, you have just hit, like, a huge road bump yeah. in the middle of the sky, <laughs> but there's no right reason, yeah. Um, I remember going up with one of the kids that he um, coached hockey for. What's his name? Oh my gosh. Clayton. He's going to be a guest on the show. Oh, he yeah, is. Oh, We just, oh, just got to figure He's out so one cute. of these. He's cute. <laughs> well, anyway, so we went up with Clayton, and Clayton is...
0: Clayton's a turd, but I Clayton love Clayton
1: is Clayton, and so...
0: I can't wait for people to understand <laughs> who this kid is.
1: Well, you'll get it. You'll get the gist. But anyways, uh, he we all went up, and... Clayton is, you know, one minute here, one minute there, and he, he's an awesome kid, but...
0: The kid has more energy than a freaking Energizer bunny. Yeah,
1: so if you can imagine that when you're flying and being a pilot, like, there's just a lot going on. So I'm in the backseat, like, freaking out. At times, they would put me on, like, mute because they're like, hey, you want to try this? And But anyways, my point of the matter is when we went up, it was summertime, and it was crystal clear out, and it was hot. That was the thing. And I didn't realize, like in Texas heat in the summertime, when you go over free po- freeways, there's more heat, which then you experience more like t- kind of turbulence. I don't know. That's what Clayton ex- experienced or expressed. Uh, yeah.
0: Basically, he was explaining but also the heat pockets. Po- like, he was explaining the heat pockets.
1: Yeah. See, I someone who doesn't fly doesn't know about heat pockets. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I don't know. So it definitely was helpful, you know. Learning, You know, why is there turbulence or, you know, why are we getting turbulence now? Well, you know, like when you first take off, you always, I feel like there's always crosswinds. I mean, where we fly, but for the most part, there's some type of turbulence as you take off and land as you're descending. And so it's just helpful to know that so that like you can get your mind prepared during those times. Of flying Because once you're up, it's smooth, it's calm, like
0: Especially at night. Know. Yeah. Night's it's really nice. nice. But that you kinda hit, you know, during the winds and knowing everything. Know your and, and you wouldn't say this, but this is coming from a pilot, but know your minimums as a pilot when you're trying to introduce <laughs> somebody. You know, back to I the, like
1: that you say that to me because it makes me feel safe too. Yeah,
0: it's I went back in the story of where Kirsten had a, a panic attack on one of our flights, I had been watching the weather all day. The forecast, right when we wanted to fly, seemed perfect. And I knew it was going to happen because multiple sources told me and I was going to watch. But I told her on the way up to the airport, I said, if the weather doesn't go under my personal minimums, we can't fly because it's just not, impo- it's just p- impossible. And
1: that's definitely like helpful to hear. I mean, it is. Yeah. But, um, and you said it another time, like when I was having my panic attack in the air as you're flying, you're like, do you want to turn back? And I felt bad because I don't want to like ruin the flight. Yeah. But you're like, you took precaution as a smart pilot to make a good move and turn around just because.
0: Yeah. So that's another. I that mean, that was
1: your personal limit. If,
0: if your passengers are not comfortable and you work with them to try to be comfortable and it just does not work. You need to be the smart pilot, especially with new people, you know.
1: But that totally made me feel, like, at ease ease for the next time. Like, that I can – I mean, I trust him. He's my husband. But trust him as a pilot is another thing. Like, I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean – Like, just trusting what you know and being more, like, in it with you.
0: Yeah, in my – in that situation, my head, I was like, we're already halfway to our destination. Like, if I turn back – it's just like going to the end of my destination. But not only do I have to make it to my end destination and we have to do whatever, then I have to make it all the way home. And so that's like double whammy. So you cut you cut your losses, you turn around, and you go home. If you're introducing somebody into the world of flying and they're not comfortable, you need to make the smart pilot decision. Turn
1: around.
0: <laughs> turn around, it, trust me. It'll make them so more much.
1: comfortable knowing that you are listening to them. Because the next time that they'll try to fly with you, like they know, you know that they're listening to you and they're watching your behavior. And, you know, you feel like you are being cared for and that your hands, you can put your trust in their hands. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about lastly, what maybe pilots shouldn't do when they're introducing new people to aviation.
1: Um. don't freak out and be like, oh, what was that? Or, oh, that was a close one. Like, don't make comments like that yeah. because it's really scary for your passengers to, like, who don't know. Like, when you say, oh, boy, that was a close one. Or, oh, gosh, should watch that. Like, don't make those second-handed comments yeah. of your mistakes. Like, because your passengers are going to think so much more into it and it's just going to put them in that panic state. Yeah. It will. And I mean, everybody who's not into aviation or like not so much familiar, everyone's degree of anxiety of flying is at different levels. Yeah. Some can't even handle jets. Oh, there's so
0: you know many people mean? out there. You know what I mean? So
1: when I'm talking about myself here, like there's lots of different levels of fear of flying. Some can't even do it. You know, so, but as a pilot, in my perspective, from the outside, keep like those kind of like comments to yourself. Yeah, and don't don't, m- don't make loud.
0: sudden moves or jerks, or like grab something or like don't don't make very reactionary things. Like you gotta that be smooth. Be kind
1: of like a pilot's Wouldn't that you do that just as a pilot, anyways? Like, to make soft moves and not such sudden moves? Well, I mean, and-
0: it's amazing what happens when something, I don't know, it's just like any human, right? If something scary happens, like, your first reaction is to react really fast. But yeah. as a pilot, well, you need, a need to... that takes
1: a lot of skill to
0: But, you know, we have this, the you brakes. Know, you have the, um, there's, there's many things you learn in aviation where, you know, your goal is to fly the airplane first yeah. and then worry about everything else. So it's just smooth moves. Mm-hmm. Um, what else should somebody not do when introducing somebody new to aviation? Not do.
1: That's just what I kind of experience. Um. Oh, don't try anything new.
0: <laughs> yeah, so don't try to be. Or don't
1: try any like risky things that like might be just fun to do. Like if you're like with a show your off. friends. Yeah, don't. There is no need to show off. You're showing off enough by just taking control of, you know, the handlebars. Yeah. Um, so there's just no need to impress. Yeah, there's. Because they're not, a person who has a fear is not looking at how impressive your skills are or how great you are. They're just trying to maintain the themselves. Experience. They're trying to get through <laughs> it. They're trying to wait for it to be over, yeah. to be honest. So, just don't even try to like be cool. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not going to even... They're not going to even see that at all. Like That's not going to be a thing for them in their
0: eyes. Is there anything else you can think of?
1: Yeah, so... Co- like for those that do struggle with this, what are like some coping things to kind of like help them through yeah. it? Um, I mean, we kind of talked about things in like a pilot's perspective and what kind of things that pilots need to do for their passengers. But I feel like the person that is actually flying and has this fear, um, I'm still working on these coping skills, but I got some pink headphones that Colin got me for my birthday. And they play music, and that was a game changer. Was to be able to listen to some music while we fly. So
0: that, I think I would consider that know your environment that your that your passengers may like, kind of. So you like yeah, things that distract you, and I kind of yeah. had a you know a feeling of that, and so I purchased something that I figured would help. I don't know, help you feel more comfortable in the in the cockpit. Because you're kind of in the cockpit up there.
1: Yeah. Um, So, that's definitely helpful. Like, when times were scary in my eyes, I just, like, held my ears real tight. Mm -hmm. Like, my hands over my headphones. So, like, I could only focus on the words of the song. Yeah. And that helped. Um, I brought a book in my purse last time we went flying, but I didn't need it. But... Bringing something to distract yourself, whether that be your phone, a book, a magazine. I don't know. Something to distract yourself from your surroundings. Um, Another thing is just try to be comfortable. Dress comfortably. um, Be as comfortable as you can because the worst thing is being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you're already uncomfortable with your feelings. And to be honest, it's not all that comfortable sitting. Like, it's pretty tight. And if
0: it's hot, like, dress like it's a summer day. If it's cold, dress like it's a darn winter day.
1: Yeah, there is heat in our aircraft, but it only kind of hits your feet. And so, wintertime, definitely dress appropriately, like Colin said. Um, The next thing is when you start thinking negatively, that, oh, shit, like... Here's turbulence. I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> you kind of have to talk back to your anxiety. Yeah. So saying, no, I am safe. I, you know, he, Colin does have the controls. He is a good pilot. So start talking positive to yourself to overcount those negative thoughts. Yeah. Definitely is a huge coping skill that I've learned that I'm working on. And if you go down, you go down, and <laughs> <laughs> say your prayers. Peace out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: I think that one. But I talk- think that one's so different for every you know every person. They have to know their own self before yeah. they go up. And the pilot totally. needs to make sure that that person is okay with themselves before they take them up.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about that. I'm yeah. talking about t- coping skills right now. No, I know. About what you need to do if you have these thoughts and i just said talk back to your anxiety and start thinking of positive things um maybe somebody might find doodling a helpful coping skill while they're up in the airplane i'm just thinking as a passenger what might help somebody
0: would Um, you think these would be good things for pilots to know too their passengers might be worried totally so oh hey maybe here's my ipad here's the little scratch pad doodle something or something or here's here's a notepad i have doodle something yeah i don't know something like that
1: but they kind of have to you have to know the state that they're in like if they're in a panic attack they're not going to respond to a doodle pad like they have to already be in a calm state but maybe they maybe you know that they're starting to have anxiety based on the questions that they start asking if they're asking a lot of questions okay there's your hint. This person is really worried. Yeah. you know, someone to human humans ask questions when they're worried at times. You know, that's a lot of times why we ask questions is because we either want to know for more information or we're worried about something. So, asking questions to gain understanding to calm ourselves down. So that might be a kind of a good okay hint. Hint. This person's kind of worried. Let me, you know, let them listen to music or let me give them this.
0: So, Idea. so let's jump to the main question then. What happens if I experienced it with you as a, you know, as a new pilot, you know, I'm introducing this person to aviation and flying and she has a panic attack. What should a pilot do if they're introducing somebody new to flying and that person has a panic attack?
1: Um, it depends because sometimes there's no control when you're in a panic attack yeah. and you're at the point where you can't fix it and knowing that you knowing that you're turning back almost gives them the peace of mind that it's okay like we're going home. Yeah. Like that's kind of when the panic attack subsides because panic attacks take over your whole body. Yeah. And it just depends on the point of the panic attack. Because if they're in the middle of it and the heap of it and they're they're not going to respond to those things, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and they're not going to respond to things that you might say or do. But if you can kind of catch, I mean, you just have to know your passenger. And if you know that they're nervous, you know, then give them these strategies and stuff prior to even taking off. You know, you kind of take those precautionary steps.
0: So one of the last topics I want to touch on.
1: Because people are going to tell you if they're
0: afraid. They will
1: will say straight up, hey, I hate flying. I hate this. I'm so afraid. I don't want to be here. They're going to tell you because their fear is already taking over. That's
0: probably a good time. If they're already saying that type of thing, probably good to stay out of the air. Yeah. All right. right. So the last topic I want to touch on, and this is one that I'm, I'm still iffy on. I'm trying to get you to do it. Other people may do it more reluctantly than somebody like you.
1: Um, oh, I already know what you're gonna say. What
0: do you believe on if you're introducing if you're competent if you well if you are a competent pilot and things are going well it's a smooth day. What do you feel of introducing the person to what the controls feel like so they actually feel what the plane moves because I tell you as a passenger I've experienced this when I first started learning to fly. It feels weird when you aren't attached to the aircraft, but I always compare it to this. This is kind of a funny analogy. I always say, think back to when you were in college, right? You were drunk, you're you're trying to go to sleep and uh you have the things called the spins. And if anybody doesn't know what the spins are, your your head is spinning and basically you're kind of losing uh you're losing all your feeling and you're kind of everywhere. Um and what you do is you—you've been told to grab onto something, and when you grab onto something, you're basically grounding your uh, yourself to whatever it is, whether it be uh, a hand railing, uh, I don't know, your bedpost, uh, a couch cushion—I don't know what it is—but basically, you're grounding yourself to that thing so you can feel steady. That's what I compare grabbing the controls of the aircraft so what do you what's your opinion on that
1: honestly pretty scary (laughs) um well first off if you want someone to grab the controls they can't be nervous they definitely need to be calm or else they're not going to be wanting to take over controls um i've never okay so i've never taken the control and so I've never touched the steering wheel when the airplane's up there. So my first thought when holding onto the wheel is this plane's going down. You know, this plane is going straight down to the ground and it gives me so much fear. It's almost like, it's getting, it feels like, okay, if I take the, the reins here, my fear is coming true. Like that's what my mind thinks, and so trying to like how do I get over this is i, I don't know, it's hard for me to say yeah. i um You're just we're not part of yet. this, I'm not ready, I think in order for me to hold on to the steering wheel, is that what it's called steering wheel
0: the yoke,
1: the yoke, whatever, yeah, obviously, <laughs> not an aviation person Con- whatever you know what I mean um I have to be more consistent more confident in just the flying experience yeah. there needs to be more consistent flights where I'm calm yeah. um and more consistent flights where I feel okay That. And my head is like, oh, this is fun, or I like this, or let's go again. Like, I need to be more in that mindset and more in that mind- mentality consistently in order for me to take that next step. Um, and it, it just takes time, I feel like. I think one thing is um, there's this girl who is the owner of this fight club that Colin's part oh, of. Oh, yeah, Christina. And... Christina, and she is starting to become a flight instructor. She's got a lot of flying experience. Um, She's a
0: commercial pilot now. She's working, flying.
1: Yeah. So myself being with her, I would definitely feel more at ease and confident in taking those rings, yeah. those controls. Um, just because, like again, my first my, my first thought when I take on those controls is like all my fears that I have about flying are coming true when I take those controls. Yeah. So, I really have I mean not that I don't feel comfortable with Colin, but like I have to take those baby steps. You know.
0: With it. So, so before we end the podcast, you you've obviously flown a couple times now and you've flown in a few a
1: Couple times. I've flown quite a lot.
0: It's been a couple times. No. I think you've flown, I can probably count the number of times on one hand so far. One,
1: two, three. We didn't
0: make it very far on the last one, so I'm not counting that.
1: Five. I've been six, seven, eight times. I've been eight times.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, so you're counting all the way back there to when you first did
1: it? With the flight instructor, with Clayton, with the first time when we made circles, the, se- the next time we did it with Aviate AV, yeah. Brand, the hat company. The next time was with Morgan and Eli. And then the next time we did Morgan and Eli. No. We've only flown with once Morgan and Eli. And then the Panic Attack one. And then Gainesville. Yeah. Nine times. And then this last fight. Oh, wow. I've flown oh, way more than a few times. Mm. A few is like three or two. How do two. you think you're doing? Um, honestly, I felt like the last flight we had was the best flight I've felt. So do
0: you think it takes more than one flight for new um, people yeah, to Yeah, because get used what to am I at? Nine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it takes more than two times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I even...
1: Because some of those other times I felt fine. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't want to say felt fine, but I was anxious, but... At those times, I didn't have coping skills. I didn't know what was going to help me at those times of anxiety. I had a panic attack. I, you have to go through the motions of all of it. Yeah. Like the thrill because it's your first time. You know, then you're with people, and then you're with a flight instructor, then with your you're with somebody who, you know, is going to school to be a pilot. I mean, there's a lot of different factors that happened. I mean, the times that was just the two of us, Yeah. Probably on one hand, I could count. And so that the more that I fly alone with Colin, the more I think it'll become easier. Because, like I said, flying with other people is a way to get more comfortable, but then eliminate that. Okay, that's really scary. So... Um, This last time we went flying was really good. I mean, that music, I felt like, was a huge, huge help for me
0: personally. Yeah.
1: And it really made me enjoy flying a lot more because it was peaceful and not such a negative thing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, everybody, you know, if you're introducing somebody new, to flying and the world of aviation you have to make them feel comfortable if they're not comfortable and
1: i think the next thing is patience
0: and time
1: because you have to you can't just take one person up and call it a day and say oh yeah you fly yeah you can you know face your fear and be okay with aviation like you have to have them like you it takes a while to break a fear just like breaking a habit it takes a long time it's like starting a new habit. It takes a long time. Same thing with fears. Same thing with getting in something new. It yeah. just takes time and patience. And and some days are going to be great. And some days you're going to make circles. And some days you're going to have a panic attack. And some days are going to be like the best fight you've ever had. And let's go do it tomorrow. It's it's just going to take time for consistency. It's going to take time for, you know, yeah. But as a
0: pilot, you need to be ready for anything. With new people that you're and don't a get fly. mad, yep.
1: you know. Like I was, I after that panic attack flight, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm afraid now, not afraid, but like concerned that like Colin is mad at me because we ended the flight early, or I feel guilty, like it was my fault, you know. And so, just as a pilot, you know, you try to even after when you land, express like, hey. Colin was really good about telling what what the positive was. You know, he said, hey, I was able to get up and take a landing and do a take off in a landing, you know. Well, and if you have a, You just said a positive out of the negative, which made me feel like less guilty. Well,
0: and I used that time to be able to practice debriefing. So though we didn't get to complete everything we wanted to do that night, we didn't get dinner in the place we wanted to. I took it as an opportunity to debrief with you and asking you why these things happened so I could learn. Because they always say, if you're not learning something with every flight, then you're doing something wrong. So I felt like debriefing with you and going through that process of why you were doing those things and why things were happening, I think it helped not only you, but I think it helped me too as a pilot.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, you're just learning about
0: the different.
1: Because obviously you don't feel that yeah. way, the way I feel. So gaining more understanding of somebody else's feelings mm-hmm. of your passion just helps you become a better pilot. Yeah, pilot. and it'll
0: help you introduce more people in different ways too. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a really, really good discussion. I'm glad. I'm glad we had it. I didn't expect to have this episode, but after your episode in the aircraft, <laughs> I I thought, oh man, what a great topic to talk. Because on the I'm going to
1: tell you, people will just either not fly, or they just take medicine so that they can get through it. But that's not an option. Like, There's other ways that you can get past flying and enjoy it. Because there is a lot to enjoy. But you have to be able to get past those fears and anxiety to enjoy what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Because it's really pretty.
0: Yeah, flying's amazing. So, yeah. so, if you're introducing somebody new to the world of aviation, whether that be flying, whether that be to the mechanical world, make sure you're using patience, make sure you're doing it in a calm way, you're giving them time, you're giving them space, you're making them feel comfortable, and you're meeting their Ooh, needs. I, found,
1: I thought another way. Another, another thing. thing? Flexibility. Being flexible. Yeah, it's okay that we didn't get to fly, but there's another chance. Yeah. You know? we got to not we have to Mm -hmm. we got the chance to so
0: and then don't make the mistakes that will don't put yourself in a bad place that will make your passengers feel uncomfortable don't show
1: smart fly but
0: i tell you there's a lot of people out there that will get in an airplane and because they have their friends on board it's just it's like the world we live in today right like you you, to gotta, you gotta you gotta impress people and there's a lot of people in aviation that do or it. we
1: trying to make a image for something that's not true. Yep.
0: Somebody is gonna be impressed if you have a safe and fun flight rather than a Way scary and than showboating flight. Well,
1: yeah, or like look at me kind of experience. Yeah. Because they're not gonna wanna come back. Unless you're like be humble. Unless
0: you're exactly unless you're a professional doing aerobatics like other people out there in the world don't don't showboat so i think we talked a lot of some good uh some good things what do you think you had some good ideas i that know was good. i'm
1: smart you should interview me more <laughs> often i got a lot to say maybe we'll
0: come back to this topic uh, after a few more months and see how you're doing
1: yeah maybe i i'll be using that pink logbook
0: <laughs>
1: that was a joke I got pink a logbook with my headphones. With, I tell you, people. And I was like, what am it, I supposed to do with this logbook? Why do I have a logbook? I did not. <laughs> he was like, I don't know. It didn't, I didn't know I was going to get it. I was like, well, then we'll just give it to our future child because <laughs> I'm not using this. It
0: was cool. I bought her the pink headphones. They were literally the last headphones that I could find, and it took me six months to find them, and it came. The supplier uh, gave me a pink, uh, pink logbook. I will not I be it using cool. it. All right. But anyways, guys, I think that's—we we talked a lot. Um, I think we'll reintroduce this topic to more people, and I'll start asking this to other people that introduce new people to flying. You
1: might learn something new. Oh. Like, you may get some new ideas on how—I don't know, their perspective And maybe
0: it. think more about it next time if you take somebody out, too. Think about what's actually maybe going on. Maybe
1: other people have some more ideas for me to help. That's
0: true. So, on uh, this would be good. I'm going to post hmm. about this episode on my Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Hodge, H-O-D-G-E underscore C-H-E. That's where I post all my stuff about the Aggy Chronicles podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Hodge underscore C-H-E. And it's going to be a good question to talk about on Instagram and Twitter. Do you have any other ideas on how to make people comfortable while flying? So, if you do, make sure you head over to my social media and leave or a maybe comment. maybe other
1: people have something to say on what makes them comfortable
0: yeah that's true so make sure you go to my Instagram and my Twitter um, I'll post about the episode leave your comments um, and hopefully we'll get a good discussion also that means too if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and, and you like it or you don't like it regardless go over to the uh, the iTunes app where you found this podcast make sure you leave a rating uh, and also, a one sentence comment would be very much appreciated because your word of mouth is what is going to make this podcast a growing podcast for everybody out there in Av Geek Nation. So, Kirsten, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my Anytime. podcast. And we will see you all next time on the next episode of the Av Geek Chronicles podcast. Have a good week, everybody.
1: Bye, y'all.